What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Near and Far podcast. We are recording this episode after the last game of the season. We beat Baylor. Um, weird game, I think maybe is the best way to say that. Weird game, weird season. How are we feeling, boys? That's a great... <laughs> That's a great <laughs> intro, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... like <laughs> I really, said I really beat Baylor, I was going to be like, woo! Beat Baylor, like, barely. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't this know. is like the yeah, most... I don't know how I feel. I felt most like unsatisfying... Yes, unsatisfied. Because, the word that's in yeah. my head is is flaccid. Um... <laughs> That's in your head, huh? <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, that's, oh, that's not a word that typically floats through my head a lot. <laughs> it's like, ha- have there ever been a more flaccid eight and four record? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that's actually might be the best way to describe it. I've heard, yeah. Has there ever been a more flaccid win? Ever than 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 the win against Baylor. I mean, could you could you win a game in a in a least con, in, in a least convincing way that be like that was a good win? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe had we won the Houston game, <laughs> like right. you know, is it very eerily similar, right? Like as far as it, the way it unfolded. Very Although I mean, we were pretty dominant in the first half, and I thought, okay, we're good. Right, like we're just gonna steamroll as we should, and then just gosh, I mean, you yeah. take those two kickoff returns off the board, and it's just a outright domination first half. You know, would they have like eighty some total yards up mm-hmm. you know, up to that one point? Um, God, dude, I feel so bad that he's gonna be our coach next year. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, yeah, I mean, if that, I'm pretty flattered about team... it. <laughs> If that Baylor team is like middle of the pack, Big Twelve, and not the bottom half, that the ending was that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> like I would like a walk off like that. I just don't like a, against where, a better team. Where does our team like? Where do they go in those instances? Right? <sighs> like, how yeah. do we just disappear for that biggest stretches? And like, you can go back now and look. Like you could say that about the end of the Okie State game, right? When we just let him steamroll on the rushing side, or you could say that practically that entire half up until that last drive. Mm-hmm. But it's like we just—that's. I feel like that's a hallmark of his tenure. It's like it's rare that we've put together four quarters of football in a game like solidly. It's very true, and I think I texted you guys. I was like, Neil Brown's asshole is so puckered right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and you could tell, and it and it bled into the whole clock. <laughs> I don't know if the FCC is going to let this fly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, oh no! How did I yeah. get here, guys? Oh, I'm, I'm about to tell my parents not to listen to this one. Um, all right. But anyway, you can tell that the whole team was so nervous. <laughs> Yeah, really bled. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Is they came out and they didn't... I don't know. You know. That first half, I thought they looked... Pre- you know, I mean, it was Baylor, so I wasn't expecting a whole lot, I think, 
from an opponent perspective. But yeah, just gosh, man, it, it's very, very telling, as you said. It's a very unsatisfying win. It was a very unsatisfying end of a regular season to what I think was a very unsatisfying season. Yeah. And now, you know, everybody's got not everybody, but I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's eight and four, you know. But it's like that eight and four feels like a like a six and six, you know, like at best maybe for me right now. And I get you can't. To his credit, you won most of the games you should have won. Probably lost a game you shouldn't have lost. You don't get to, you know, make your schedule as a coach. You just got to go out there and do it. But, I mean, this seems like a record with hindsight now that you're going nine should have been, like, the floor. You know, like, nine, maybe ten, you know, or better is, like, what you feel in a good season. Eight? And, I mean, what... What did we settle on? I think we looked at it, right? It's going to be Duquesne. Duquesne's the only team with a winning record now since the season Ball wrapped. 500. I think, yeah. I think Texas Tech is 500, right? I think so. I think six and six, um, right? Let me get a look. look yeah, and, and, and Duquesne yeah, doesn't Texas count. Tech is six and six. I think BYU I, dropped all their games. They they put up valiant yeah, effort. Five and seven. Up, yeah, ended up losing. I didn't. I mean, that almost feels like a statistical impossibility. I know, right? To say like we won eight games, but everyone that we beat, like only one team was above five hundred. Like that, just and it seems was crazy. An FCS team, like it wasn't yeah, even at yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. So that feels awful. And um, the thing that that like kind of rubs salt in the wound is because we were third in the FBS and rushing as a team. Yeah. Yeah. No first in FBS third in all of college football Yeah, in total yards per game. And it's like, it, I, I don't, <laughs> it didn't stick out to me like that. I never thought, my God, we run the ball like crazy amount of yards. It didn't seem like it. And that's just given, you know, more people ammo that have the decision-making capabilities or the the pool to keep him or get rid of him yeah i, I uh, hate getting into I, like, I, like hypotheticals suck but if if we lose to baylor do you think he's 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 gone do you think I like, thought, is he got our coach right now i thought that if after the first half the way that like ryan said we dominated it other than those two kickoffs i thought you know if he loses this game with the you know, the way we played in the first half, giving up two kickoff returns for touchdowns in one half, like, who has done that in the last... Oh, my God. You know and, what I mean? Like, I thought maybe there's a chance. Maybe this this will be an embarrassing enough loss for the way that it happened that that it could, you know, kickstart the hot seat again. Can I ask you guys something? I, I don't... I don't... I'm honestly ignorant on this, but, like, is it a... A coach's decision to not kick the ball out of the end zone, or do we not have a kicker that can kick it out of the end zone? It was was it raining in the first half though? Uh, it was. It was raining off and on during the points of that game. So I don't know if wind was an issue or not, but I don't think he's got a huge leg. I mean, just based on you know, again, not not I think saying from that a coaching authority, standpoint, just you want to kick right? it out. Yeah, I don't think you want to get I those guys that a too, return, period. Chad, right? I, I would think yeah. that was like be like if you can get a touchback, you get a touchback every single time. Like mm-hmm. like no doubt yeah, about absolutely. it. But I think but if you watch him sometimes 
you can tell like he pops it up on purpose like to try to make it land at like the one and then like we're playing like for coverage like that i i, I swear to you guys that sometimes from my eyes it looks like it's like a called play like hey kick it out of the end zone oh no this time i want you to kick it to the right corner uh and, and pop it up you know almost like calling a slib you know see um, i think it seems like, like that's happening yeah it does and i I seem. I feel like that that should be reserved for punts because you do want to. <laughs> right. You have you know, coverage that, you down want to there. Play yeah. that game, but uh, yeah, you've got time to get coverage. But I think we. So we were, and they talked about it right on the broadcast. I think we were like 122nd, you know, going into the game on on kickoff coverage, and then surprisingly, like I look, we were 126th or something, right? Like, I mean, we definitely went down, but. I thought we'd have went even further down, but that's the kind of shit that drives me crazy about him too. It's like after the game, somebody obviously brings that up. That's a big point of contention. And it's like, well, you know, that's just out of character. That's not who we are. That is who you are. Like you were 122nd going into the game on kickoff coverage. Like now granted, nobody had run back two touchdowns in a game, but like, that's pretty insane. Right. But you're, you're not a good kickoff coverage team. You haven't been. So, like, to act like, oh, that's so uncharacteristic, it's not really. You know? So, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that drives me crazy is when the team acts ways that anybody who's watched him play for five years knows is actually kind of, like, his thing. You know? Like, you guys said, get some kind of um, penalty coming out of a timeout, right? Like, that's classic neil brown like, right. take a time out come out and then get some kind of procedure call you know or like there's these things and then you ask about it, it's like oh that's just so out of character I, you know we're gonna clean that up it's like it's not out of character i think that's actually like kind of who you are man <laughs> like who your teams are <laughs> and, and, you, I mean, and go ahead Jen. now i was just gonna say you would think after two kickoff returns in the first half with our defense or their offense i guess stumbling <laughs> i'd start thinking onside kicks you know yeah. what I mean? Kick it out of bounds, dude. Just right. give it to him at the 35 at some point. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Kick it out of bounds. Like, even those squibs were getting back there so fast that I was like, that didn't really, like, like change no. much. That right. might have been better, a scenario for him. But, um, yeah, I, like, I was thinking about that. That Obviously, I was thinking about, like, the, the possession we had before we went down and scored the touchdown at the end. We had a running play stopped. Pass play incomplete, or no, another running play that was uh, got a short gain. Another a pass play that was incomplete it ended up being like fourth, fourth and a lo- like one and a half, fourth and a long one, and we went for it. Quarterback sneak, and like oh how many God. times? How many times? Like I was looking at him when they were lined up. I was like, we're not getting this. We are not going to get to this. We have a mobile quarterback, like. I, I understand, like, I'm, like, the opposite of that guy who's like, you need a yard, just why are you in shotgun? But, like, when you have the weapons that we do, that's what makes sense to me. But we've tried this quarterback sneak, and I don't. I think he thinks that it, the offensive line is always going to win that battle, and they're just, they just haven't. Well, not um, when you telegraph it, right? I mean, exactly. it's, it's one thing if you go up there knowing we're going to go, we're going, right? Like, it's, it's a two-down situation. Regardless of what we get on third, we're going forward on fourth. So immediately up on the line in that formation and going like instantly but we like take our time (laughs) line up in a clear sneak formation with their guys behind them to push them and that they're i mean there's 
they got 11 guys in the box, like <laughs> on the and line. Ga- and Garrett Green might weigh 120 pounds. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. And I mean, like, that's the thing is that is not his. That's just not his thing, man, at all. Like that sneak. Right. I hate that. I hate it. Um, uh, Jaheim but, White is an animal, though. That's a positive from the game. Like he's a beast, man. I mean, there, there's a lot to be very excited about. Traylon Ray. If our, yeah, I feel like we've got like a lot of like exciting players that are, you know, the offensive side <laughs> of the ball, at least, right? It, I mean, okay, yeah. And and to okay. Brown's credit, that is one thing that I will say. When you look at like this year and what to be excited about, the offense did progress this year and was way better than it ever has been under his tenure. Um, Hudson Clement is a baller. Like it wasn't. Just, I I think like I I after that uh, Duke King game, I was like he he might have a hundred yards the rest of the year, and he he's you know uh, been great. Like I, yeah. I went back and watched that last drive again today. It was just up on my TV and. Um, I watched it. He made like two really good plays on that, on that final drive. So I'll give Neil credit on that, that the offense has been better, but in the, like what I'll say about this season, we didn't beat a single good team and we lost to one team that was bad. Who fired their coach? Yes. (laughs) Um, and, And it's just, it's really hard to like, it's just really hard to like get excited about that. Uh, I think the bowl game, you know, we were in, we're going to get into the bowl games. I know b- uh, both of you guys were saying that you um, were looking at the bowl game possibilities, which um, we can have, well, we can talk about now if you want, but um, I would love to play. I- I'm really excited about the bowl game. You know, one of the matchups that I've seen is uh, North Carolina, North Carolina. I've watched them a good bit being down here in Raleigh and uh, you know, they're what eight and four, the same record as us. So I would love to play like an eight and four North Carolina, and it would be a really good gauge to me as far as how good we actually were this year. We go in there and we blow them out. Then maybe, you know, Hey, maybe we were a a solid eight and four team, but like, I kind of feel like we are who we thought we were in the sense that we're an eight and four team that was never ranked all year. And that's where we probably deserve to be. Here's what scares me about them (laughs) is Drake Mays throwing for 3,600 yards this year. I wonder if he'll even play in a bowl game. Well, you're right. He uh, he's not. one of the top prospects, I believe. That's yeah. that's part of the thing I hate, right, about yeah. bowl games, at least at this level of bowl games in particular, where there's really not a whole lot of incentive for guys that are you know, going to go on and play on Sundays to jeopardize you know, risk injury in one more game. So I think he's a junior, too, though. So if he comes back, maybe he plays, right? Is he only a junior? I, I think maybe I don't, so here's I don't know. here's what i got chad check me on this i've got there seems to be at least from a witch bowl consensus there's i think let's say four out of the six or seven you know kind of major media projections have us in the AutoZone liberty bowl yeah um where's that of, at what city that's memphis right yeah okay and none of those have us playing the same team, I don't think. <laughs> so one's got, see, Athlon's got Memphis, which would be interesting. That's a home game for them. Um, CBS Sports has SMU, which would uh, that'd be an interesting matchup um, yeah. for sure. Virginia Tech, which kind of, I guess, I don't know. Dude. Have we not just come off, you know, kind of playing them? Um, That'd be exciting, but yeah. it was tough to lose the Black Diamond Trophy like that, you know. 
Like, yeah. We're going to have it for a while now. Like, Happy State uh, is the other I, projection for that. I that really don't want to play. They don't watch any this. Power 5 wins. Happy State does it? Did you say (laughs) um, who did you say before Virginia Tech? SMU. Uh, SMU. Yeah, that one right there. No. Yeah. Just not because it's (laughs) like I think it's a trap game because they're ten and two, but their conference opponents' record is nineteen and thirty-seven. Like they they beat nobody but the bottom of their conference. Like, I know that they're 8-0 in their conference, so they're the top dog, but the teams that they beat in their conference, they didn't play everybody in their conference, but the ones that they did beat are, like, 1-7 and seven and 2, yeah. and you know what I mean? Like they uh, So no good can come from that game, basically. No. It would just be... That's a lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a lose-lose for I us. Did, I think I read that Jacksonville State's going to be bowling. Yeah, they uh, are. I, I haven't seen them projected to be with us, but... Uh, See, we got another. There's another SMU project. What? Yeah. Yeah. Then someone else has got us in the Lockheed Martin Air, Armed Air Forces Bowl, which I think is here in Texas somewhere. Yeah, that's the one of uh, SMU. Yeah, and they also have SMU. And then guaranteed rate. Man, these names are hilarious. Guaranteed <laughs> rate bowl. Um, Pop Tarts Bowl. <laughs> Northwestern. Yeah. Strudel. Yeah, that's another. Then the Pop Tarts Bowl against North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Bowl versus AM would be interesting. Yeah, um, I like that. Because one. that's a very athletically talented team. Um, yeah. You know, that's certainly underperformed based but, on. Let's see. Hold on. Let's talk about Texas AM. Their like, offensive stats per game are like abysmal, really. Like their yardage, their total yards a game. I mean, it's four hundred, but two sixty two passing, one forty rushing. Yeah, they don't yeah. have, they don't have any like going right. Yeah, I mean, they they're averaging thirty, almost thirty four points a game, but hmm. like their quarterbacks, not you know, throwing throwing for a ton of yards. They're running back, leading running backs, five hundred, little over five hundred yards. Nothing crazy, but it would still be an SEC win, which would look good. You know what I mean? If what do you, we could beat, you know, if we beat them, of course. But do you guys know what our all-time bowl record is? I oh, just saw this because it was on the projections, which I guess doesn't surprise me. Really, I'm, I don't know. But... I'm gonna guess below. It would be, I guess, what it would be a below. I bet we have sub, twice sub as many five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> uh, b- twice as many losses than wins. Is what I'll say. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's sixteen and twenty three all time. Okay, okay. Which isn't, you know, uh, but yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, and certainly not recently. You know, I mean, what do we? I mean, well, like Don Nealon never won a bowl until his last year or something crazy like that. He had a crazy losing streak in bowls. If yeah, I remember the Music correctly. City Bowl, I think. Yeah, 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 Music City Bowl against Ole Miss, wasn't it? That's that's yeah. what they put in Eli. Thank God they didn't put him in until later because I feel yes. like they almost came back and won it. And then Rich lost his first three bowls, right? Uh, well, hell, we were at like how many of them? Two. <laughs> the first yeah. is the Car Care Bowl where we got yeah. Virginia yeah. beat the hell out of us, right? That was that. Maryland 
be the Gator. 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 Yeah. And so, then Florida so, State, right? Florida State yeah. was before. And then and we, then then the then we won, won the Sugar Bowl. That I think was, Florida, yeah, that's right. Because then Sugar yeah, Bowl yeah, started. Florida State, I forgot about that one. Yeah, Sugar Bowl started Pat's run of the four consecutive mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, interesting. Let me ask you guys this, because this shocked me today um, a little bit. I don't, maybe not, but I was trying to do like some comparisons to think about this is, I mean, maybe, maybe not. You guys tell me what you think, but probably since certainly Pat in the Rich Rod days of like a running offense, it's probably the most prolific running team we've had. I mean, maybe you could look at Hogerson's year. Where he had Rochelle Shell, um, and our favorite quarterback um, under center. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I have to look statistically, but obviously, like the natural comparison, right? As far as like a three-headed monster or more would be like Pat and, and Slayton, Devon, some yeah, combination. Yeah, definitely of those. got some similarities to. But uh... how? Do you, <laughs> this would shock me. What do you think? If I just asked you, like, what was the most yards? that Pat ever threw for in a single season during his four years in a, in a season season in a season oh. 1200. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't do my boy like that. I'm I mean, he uh, only threw it like 15 times a game. <laughs> uh, still, that would be a hundred yards per game. Yeah, uh, it's, high, it's higher than that. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say his senior year he probably threw for like 2,500. Um, yeah. So his senior year, which definitely I think was his pass heaviest year, right? It's when he was kind of in the. I want to be a quarterback. God, what was that guy's name? uh, Yeah, what was his from Wake Forest? Is it Jeff? Jeff something? Yes, it was. It was. um... I'll think of it. I've buried it so deep, so I'll never remember his name again. But it wasn't he, Jeff Mullen, was it? Jeff Mullen. I think yeah, it was. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> he Anyways, for, what was it? Oh, yeah, sorry. 1800, so 1842. Whoa. And what I was looking at today, which kind of surprised me, um, was Garrett's numbers, right? Um, on the season, because I was like, ah, you know, he's had like, and okay, you know, like it's not that bad, but he he essentially threw for eighteen hundred yards this year. Yeah, um, he got him at twenty twenty two hundred on ESPN. Okay, so I mean, he's yeah, so he's exceeded it, right? So that very kind of sneaky. Like, I mean, it's not like I don't think of him at all as a passer, you know. So it's not like I thought or expected him to put up like prolific passing numbers, but. You know, memory being what it was, you kind of think like oh, Pat probably like had some more deep shots. Maybe you had like a more, you know, athletic wide receivers he played with during those stretches that would, you know, open up over the top a little bit more. But yeah, so he's he's essentially eclipsed, you know, any of Pat's throwing seasons now. Granted, and he was hurt for two games. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. but here, here's one thing I'll, I'll say in Pat's defense here. How many of those games were we up? 40 to nothing at halftime and didn't throw a single pass in the second half. Um, yeah, right. You know, um, so well, I, when Pat, you know, Pat, you know, eclipsed him, obviously, <laughs> from a, a rushing perspective, because the least, you know, Pat was his freshman year when he almost ran for a thousand. Um, although he, he barely had 
he had a little under a thousand his senior as well, but that's obviously I think because the shift to passing game. But 2007, the year that was we'll never speak of, um, 1335 rushing. Wow! Wow! Yeah, fourteen touchdowns. Has his record been broken? Is he still the all-time leading quarterback? Yeah, well, no, it, it was kind of like dirty that they. It was the, Denard. Denard. Was it interesting? Yes. Uh, but he played the last like three games of the season as a running back. Yeah. Oh my god! It was, it was an it's an asterisk in my yeah. view, right? Like it's bullshit. But, but I think that Denard's has been his got passed too, so I think Pat is technically third now. Yeah. Hmm. But thirteen touchdowns from Gary Green this year. On yeah, the ground, yeah. 708 yards. Um, so I was just looking. These are Big 12 rankings, but obviously we stack up pretty decently on the national side too. But CJ, Jaheim, and Garrett go kind of 9, 10, 11 um, rushing yards in the Big 12. Look at the difference in Jaheim's carry total to CJ's. Oh, that's what I mean. It's like, what, 70, 80? Doesn't he average like seven point five per carry? It's eight point two. Yeah, he's got six. six How many carries? Six less yards than CJ, but seventy four less touches. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. it's It's a lot. Man, that's the part that I really, really hope they could pitch and get them both to stay because I think it'd be a just an animal, right, to have. Yeah, two yeah. different styles, two different bodies, and in like exploring an actual three-man backfield, right, with Garrett and CJ and Jaheim in there at the same time. Um, yeah, would be incredible. Shake um, and bake, shake and <laughs> bake. <laughs> I will I'll, listen. I'll give Neil this, and we'll see if he can develop them because I think my biggest knock on him up to this point is that I haven't seen a lot of development from the players, you know, from freshmen on. These guys are studs, and they're freshmen, or freshmen sophomores. And so, if one, if we can keep them, I mean, I I hope that, you know, the Country Roads Trust is is ready to roll this year to keep these guys around and to, to bring in some more transfers to help out, plug some of these holes. But, man, I mean, it's there's a lot to be excited about on the offensive side of the ball. Does I he mean, need to make any as, uh, any coaching staff changes? I, I, I think, think he needs you're to do Baker, something you're... on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. If he wants to show us that he's like willing to actually improve and do what he has to do to make things right, I feel like you know it's one of those situations where he's going to have to have some make somebody's head roll to appease the masses. If, I, you know I, what I mean? I mean, I think he should. Right? I think defensively. We had one fantastic year, and that was what three three years ago, maybe, um, where the defense was pretty lights out. Granted, there's been a lot of attrition, there's been injuries, yep. there's been depletion, but I mean, I feel like that's it, you gotta kind of play the the hand you're dealt, right? And so, I don't know. I, I could, I really don't think he'll do it. I mean, unless, I don't think he will and, and either. I don't think. I don't think that Wren's going to put his hands in that, you know, because I think if you're Wren, there's a good, you want to keep your distance. Like we've talked before, right? Because then it's a, it's a, it's not a him thing. (laughs) Is he he like oblivious? Because like you said earlier, whenever he was talking about, you know, that's just so uncharacteristic of us for that to happen. And it was like, was it, you know, we're 122nd in kickoffs, you know, like, 
I are think you, he's gotten so defensive. Honestly, right. I think that's what it is. Like it, Dylan was saying with like Taking puckery on the sideline. Yeah, he's he literally it, very much so, and I think he feels attacked and and rightfully so. But it's like he needs to. I, he's got to change that attitude, man. I mean, at some point you gotta you gotta have the balls. You know what I mean? In a sense, like he's got to be that guy, and he's definitely wasn't. I feel like this year, yeah, a lot of times he tried to trumpet like the pick fourteen pick. But at the same breath, it'd be like, it, he's not that bluster guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's just yeah. not. He's trying to be somebody he's not, but it doesn't really work. But at some point, he's got to have some attitude. You know what I mean? Like, well, got to be a little bad boy there. Yeah. I think I think something that, that goes along with that point, that you can, you can take this as a, as a positive or a negative, but to be honest, it scares the hell out of me, uh, is regarding the Hail Mary. So Baylor had a Hail Mary opportunity. Like you said, there was a lot of similarities between them and Houston. And we did two things differently. We blitzed, and apparently Cole Taylor was in there. They had Cole Taylor, our 6'7 <laughs> tight end, back yeah. there. Okay. I was trying now, to see if he after, was or wasn't. After Houston, at the press conference, Neil said, to your point, Ryan, uh, you know, I wouldn't do anything different. If I was going to do it again, I wouldn't do anything. Maybe, I think he said something maybe like, blitz. maybe I'd maybe pressure. pressure. Yeah. Maybe I'd pressure. But, you know, we, we coached that. We practiced that. We told him to bite the ball down. You know, I knew as soon yeah. And I'm like, okay, but like. He's even very even, reactionary. Yes. Very yes. reactionary. So clearly he did, he would do something. And you could say, okay, well, that's a negative that he didn't, he wasn't a good enough coach to do that the first time. Or you could say it's a positive that he's, he's willing to learn. And because we, I mean, that, that Hail Mary did go a lot better than the previous one. But yeah, you know did. what else was a big difference? We didn't have an excessive celebration penalty. And my God, whenever we scored that touchdown and Garrett Green, bless his heart, but he was over <laughs> on the sidelines waving to the crowd with, with like 30 seconds left. I'm like, they have more time than Houston. We've already lost once this year to a Hail Mary. <laughs> he, and dude, you're that, over there waving to the crowd. You. I really try to like him. And I'm not going to say I don't like him, but <laughs> but he's not, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just he, the yeah. way he celebrates everything, like everything. Like, I don't need he you to get to up and point first down humble. like every f- time we get a first down. Like, you don't, I don't need there, you to bro. do that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, and also, like, you just beat Baylor. With 20 seconds left, Baylor has three fucking wins this year. Yes, like I, I wouldn't go over there and celebrate too much, man. I'd be a little. I'd be like, God, man, thank God we won that game. I, I wish mean, we just stormed the field. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's what I mean. I'm like, and it's I don't know why I can't put my finger on it. It's just like I know you got to have that edge and you got to have that level of like cocky, right? Most of the best players do, but it's just like. A time and a place, like it doesn't. It's just right. it's so much and all the time, and and then it's like I also feel like you can't celebrate that way. When I see, like, it feels like he doesn't take the things that he needs to work on as maybe as hard as he should. <laughs> put it that yeah. way, but he'll he'll celebrate the bigs. Not saying he shouldn't, but it's like missing dudes wide open. You know what I mean? And then like you, you turn around, you hit one and then we're running 60 yards down the field. And like, you know, it, it's yeah. You, uh, you guys see our defensive back who uh, was in coverage. Uh, the, the, the Baylor receiver clearly caught the ball for like a 30 yard gain. And the defensive back got up and did the incomplete. Yes. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, stop. We're bad. Like, yeah. Like, 
No, if I see Beanie Bishop buckle himself up one more time, yeah, you know I mean, like, if here's my thing: if uh, if you if you lead the nation in passes defended, and they keep throwing to you, like that should tell you something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you're the lockdown like island, guys aren't throwing to you. You're, yeah. you're the leading like, passes the, defended because they're throwing the ball to your guy every time. Yeah, what's what's the other half of that stat? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. dropped interceptions, maybe. <laughs> yeah. is the yeah. other one that's like, uh, gosh, I guess I'll, he'll be one of the many defensive backs I'll grow to love, maybe, over the court, you know. But does he have how many more years of eligibility does he have? He was from Minnesota, right? So oh, does I, I'm, I'm thinking he's a senior next year, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, you, you got to watch what you say because – Hefner still holds it on me whenever I said Jock Sanders should never touch the ball again. <laughs> and look what he, he turned out to be. <laughs> what did he what did he turn out to be? I mean, he was pretty decent as he was a, he's a stud, yeah. This okay. next season. Okay. Um Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, there's a lot to be excited about. Well, I do the, think the, that. But it's it's again, it's it's the it's the external pieces of it. It's the talent, which Again, he's got to get credit for. He's recruiting these guys. He's getting them in. These guys were missed or otherwise by other people. Um, it next year, regardless of the outcome. I mean, the bowl. I think the thing that surprises me, and honestly, it does at this point, and I fully expect that maybe it would come out this week. And I granted it's only Monday, but I fully expected after eight wins and prior to the bowl game that there would be some kind of a statement from Ren Baker regarding this i mean the season's over practically right yeah. the bowl game's fluff but i thought there would be some kind of a statement because they're getting ready to go into I'm trying to remember when you know there's a short period i think prior to the bowl games right from a recruitment standpoint or otherwise so i kind of expected that we might hear something you know what i mean just a he's our guy you know going into next season to just kind of put that to bed and move on for bowl prep and let them get out on the road or, you know, keep doing everything they're doing to build towards next year. The fact that we have it, I'm not going to read too much into that, but it, it's a little surprising. I mean, I kind of, well, if they it, don't, do you, do you start to read into it? You know, is it something he's that he's still anywhere. Anywhere? I don't I mean, think and, he and is. There's but... no chance they fire him after the bowl, right? Like if we go and just get destroyed in a bowl, like that's too late, right? You're we'll not going to gonna... get our money's worth out of them though. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I will say read into that potentially, right, is that he's on a short leash next year. He Well, he's on a short leash somewhat, but is that he's really not that he meant it. Baker did when he said, I'm going to fully assess everything like, mm -hmm. you know, A to Z, because I think that tells me that the, the bowl game maybe is part of that assessment. Right. Like it's. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be there. I think ideally, that like especially now with the vacancies we have and the coaching carousels already up and running. If you really wanted to bring someone in, you're going to be behind. You know, way behind on that front. But I do think that hey, <laughs> this year was supposed to be the make or break year. Yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> I know, and that's what cracks me up. I, a couple of things I've read, they're like, we are going to know for sure next year. You know, he's got offensive talent, and next year we will know if if Neil Brown is the guy or not. I'm like, will we? Like, are you sure about that? Because like, we, I feel like we already know. You know, I mean, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, we keep prolonging the – like, for me, it's a if he's the guy, he's the it guy. You know what I mean? You yeah. have that, like, we'd have 10 wins a season, right? <laughs> like, 
Well, it's, it's like it's like at the beginning of the season, if you'd been like, if we win eight games, are you happy? Yes, absolutely. Somehow he managed to do it in a way that is uh, flaccid is the word I'm describing it. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then on the podcast, we came in here, we're like, okay, for him to keep his job, he's got to win two of the last three. Got to win two of the last three. He wins two of the last three, but somehow he does it in a way that is like not satisfying at all. We get blown out by Oklahoma and we need a last second drive to beat Baylor. Like, it- he How does, does he it do in this? Neil Brown fashion. He like, really that does. Is, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like that's who he is, right? <laughs> like, go look at the five years. Like, that's exactly who he is. And so, like the the fact that anybody actually expects anything different next year is a little crazy. I think, right? Like the whole idea that, I mean, let's just think it this way: Holgerson left, right, when Neil came in. So we've got a perfect, granted, different conferences, right? prior to this year but there's two five-year tenures one on the tail end of the other right right there and neil's record as a whole is worse than dana's uh neil's best season is worse than dana's you know dana had him in i think a top 17 finish i think they had a 10-win season you know they beat auburn i think in that bowl game um and he's gone and that was two years ago that was 2021 so I'm not saying that's the measure, right? But it's like the other schools are seeing what's happening over a five-year period and saying, is this the right direction or wrong direction as a whole? And moving on, oh, gosh. Yeah. I know it's eight, eight wins does not feel like eight wins, man, at least for no. me. Well, what do you guys think about the Dana being fired from Houston? Um, I thought it was – I mean, honestly expected it, just being down here and having a lot of friends and you know folks around that are – cougar alum i think there was a lot of displeasure um dane has never done himself any favors right from just a personality's perspective and he's Um, an awful recruiter like yeah yeah traditional recruiter he does okay in the transfer porter and a lot of the things i've read has been like you know they're looking at the talent coming in like houston has, has ranked at the bottom of the big 12 in recruiting this year like i'm like that sounds like dana that 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 sounds like our guy yeah um you know, he never, he never, he always hit the transfers great. You know, Will Greer, uh, what was the white, the uh, receiver we had that was insane? Uh, you know, and he got, he David got guys to the NFL. You know, I mean, Dana might have, might be the one coach that's gotten like the highest percentage of players to the NFL. Also, I mean, uh, he's, he's had, he, he's, he's developed people. Right. I'll give you that. Right. Like his staff. I don't think we've had, had any go to the NFL under Neil Brown. Under Neil? Uh, I not, think Fraser's going to be the first one. Well, first he's hurt rounds. Does he right? have another year of eligibility? Well, he, I can't say that. I can't say that because of the uh, Dante Stills and yes, Dante Stills is actually playing. Yep. Yeah, yep. but I mean yep. that's like we went from having guys like first, second round, right? Like yeah. for a while, consistently, to, to like now late round or free agent. Which again, like they're playing, they're playing. That's great, but there's definitely been a drop. I mean, I don't think there's any way you can argue that. And I don't think that's necessarily talent. I think it's development. But right. again, I think some of our, so many of our guys are portaled out, right? That we're like showing promise and they up on another roster. Um, man, it's just, I don't know. I'm trying to go glass half full here. Well, but, you know, it's tough for me because I just feel like this is more of the same. And the eight wins is a result of the external factors, not the internal. Like if you if you 
take all the records away and everything else, and you just say, hey, did you see anything during the season over the course of 12 games that made you think any differently than you did the previous, you know, four seasons about where the program's heading under his leadership? I would actually say no. <laughs> like, And I'm trying to be as, like, you know, um, as objective as I can about that. But, I mean, I really – there's not anything I can point to this season. It's like just I, – I will say, I mean, I guess after dropping two games, tough games, you know, the Hail Mary and then the fourth quarter kind of beat down that for a team to bounce back and then go win two games, like that shows something. But I don't know. Is that Neil? You know what I mean? Like – that's some resilience, but then you take those two games and think, okay, we got to head in the right direction. We're going. And then you just get shit stomped on national yeah. television, you know? And then to me, I was thinking at the time, like when it looked like we were heading towards a loss in that Baylor game, I was like, what's more embarrassing national television beat down by Oklahoma or losing, you know, by a couple points to Baylor. And I'm like, it's a couple points, right? I mean, it's a three and whatever team it's like, mm-hmm. they'd won one home game all year. Yeah. Right. Um, and we're supposed to be this like new team, this running team, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, you're barely hanging on to beat Baylor. Dylan, don't, don't feel got, got a um, response or from one of our listeners in Raleigh. Okay. <laughs> to uh, your, your comment on Tony's hadn't had any head coaching experience. Yeah. 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 Um, said a few little, I don't know, facts, I guess. Coaches who haven't had head coaching experience that are coaching right now, Ryan Day, Dan Lanning, Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart, (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln Riley. (laughs) I mean, he was... left them out. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere, and, you know... Um, hey, you tell that guy from Raleigh to go to hell. <laughs> hey, you know who uh, did have a head coaching experience, Dylan? Neil Brown. <laughs> Troy. Uh, Old Troy. Yeah, I just thought I'd well, get that in there. <laughs> that's you know what? I think Ryan Day's in trouble, guys. I yeah. think uh, he's one in six. One in six against uh, CFP ranked teams. top twenty-five. Yeah. No, the, the top four teams. Yeah, okay. The He's got a pretty, teams, pretty like, bad record, though, I think, too, against... Top 25 like, overall? Yeah, I think so. I was looking at the other... Because I, I was laughing because I was thinking of that, you know, the going back to the beginning of the season, the whole him and Lou Holtz thing, right? Where, like, they got into yeah. it because yeah. Lou Holtz was calling him soft. I'm like, I was thinking, Lou Holtz was right. Like, yeah. he was just right. Like, you, you play a more physical team, like, you can't, it was good you can't to see hang. him. It was good to see Lou Holtz. It was back good to see Lou Holtz. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if Lou Holtz looks like this and talks like this, and we're still putting Lee Corso on here, <laughs> yeah. like, why is Lou Holtz not on here? I don't know. <laughs> why is he not in the booth? Put him up there. Let's yeah. listen to him. I saw Thursday a crazy night football. stat today that Alabama has only been an underdog since 2010 four times and it's been against wow. georgia every time wow <laughs> that's gonna be a crazy game this week man yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited yeah that, dude, that did you guys one. watch the iron bowl because that oh was insane. my god dude yeah. that was 
that was, classic that, Bama. That's, like, that's, that's karma yeah. for the kick six. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is that is like karma well, for that said, play. Right after the game in the interview, he goes, "Listen, I've been on the the receiving end of losing. You know, yeah. the game in the last seconds. It's right. like it just it's a rivalry game." I mean, I'll tell you, the Big 12 championship's going to be a big pile of shit. I don't know, I, man. I don't I really hope, know. I hope Oklahoma State beats them, man. I think that they, I, I think there's a good... What is the line at right now? I'm just curious. Let's see. The Pac-12 game's going to be an awesome game. And Rematch, right? Or, yeah, by the way, Boston. man, um, kudos to... Oh, give me a second. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the Vegas line just because I'm curious here let's see <laughs> maybe Hold on, uh, man. Michigan get... state though getting the you know oregon state jonathan smith yeah yeah that was a That's, nice hire it, it, although it's, man, minus, God, that... it's 14 and a half interesting wow That's huge yeah. yeah, I don't know how to feel about that, to be honest with you. Uh, Texas defense is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I They played really well against Texas. I, I feel like if they lose that game, it's going to be because they are nervous because they weren't in the play. They feel like, you know, they've got a win to get in the playoff. Um, it's not going to be in Oklahoma. Everything goes right for Oklahoma State. I don't I would be really nervous to bet on Oklahoma State the way that they've been very inconsistent this season. Yeah, like, very yeah. much so. Like, yeah, you never know who who which team could show up there. So, but, I uh, what what did you guys think about the whole uh, Stoops to Texas A and M? Oh, it's gonna yeah. So that, I the, I've got some well, arguably inside right. I don't know how connected the people are, but some A and M alums who I think are relatively connected into the. Are you talking um, about Brandon? No, no, Brandon is definitely not connected, <laughs> but we'll share his opinions very strongly. <laughs> but evidently, and I think you can see some of the reporting on this too from Feldman and others, but it, it, it was like, it was a done deal, right? Like, I mean, he legitimately was coming, ready to ink it, go to the Board of Regents, and the Regents kind of says, probably what we all were thinking, right? What? <laughs> yeah. Like, we but like we've got some was it the kick concerns the... about this right like we've got some Ugh. i th- i think it was just when it first leaked that initial right like just that one hour of it kind of yeah. getting a public test and i think never, the board and the readers be able to see that well. right that the fan base was like what you know <laughs> right. like, am i missing something like has he like i mean i think he's he's done well at kentucky but it's not like I think Kentucky's Kentucky, right? So I think there's there's some argument there that like if you can win at Kentucky, right? Like you can win wherever. It's certainly a a kind of blue blood football school versus like Kentucky's not, right? And if you look at their kind of overall career, like they've never been, you know, like steadily successful. He's definitely had them in a pretty steady state here for the his tenure, but I thought the same. I mean, when I heard it, I thought, like, that's not real. Um, I can't believe they didn't go after Elko first. See, that's like... the thing. Well, that was Elko. Like, Elko was the, like, heir apparent, right? I mean, if you thought, like, when it first happened, besides, like, an Urban Meyer, right, or some, like, stupid right. big pick, but it was, like, that's their guy, right? Like, I mean, that's the guy who was on their staff, who was super successful, who left, who they've always, you know, kind of wanted to get back in the fold. Like that's their guy. I, mean, I think it was like overthinking, honestly, from an AD. 
It seemed like it was like super quick too. They were like, "All right, Stoops is out. All right, Elko's the coach." Okay, yeah, now. exactly. Which yeah. I think the Regents were like, "Didn't you want that guy?" And they're just like, and he's like, "Yeah, I did." But then and they're like, "Well, just go get him then." You know, yeah. <laughs> like, don't don't mess with that. Um, but I do. Th- I, it's very funny to me though because I don't. I wonder if there's any real truth because if you look at like anything that mentioned Neil Brown at all. It was like Voice of Motown, which I right. think is like the worst. Yeah, I don't know terrible. what they call themselves. Um, it's like the Us Weekly of uh, yeah. sports journalism. <laughs> National Enquirer. They got sources. Oh my God, it's always sources. But like, they're the only people I could see that were like, Neil Brown, top candidate at Kentucky. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I'm with you guys. Let's let's push that. Let's get him, yeah. let's get him out Retweet, there. Really. Retweet. And yes. like, <laughs> like, I will spread that fire. Um, but I was like, eh, yeah, there was a glimmer of hope there for a minute because I thought if that yeah. if that happens, maybe okay. So yeah, I mean, it was people were saying Neil Brown coach up. of the year in the Big Twelve, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, he, he was here's 14. The like, ah. first but of all, like, Sarkeesian surely. Like, well, it's going to be Sarkeesian or Gundy. Or Gundy. I mean, G- Gundy right. loses at home to like what South Alabama, yeah, you know, or something to start the season, and then like pretty much reinvents that team and then they're playing in the big 12 championship game so it's got to be one of those two i think and then the guys that vote for it right are the same guys that did the preseason poll so right. like yeah i think everyone's got a little bit of ego i don't think anybody's willing to accept how wrong they were and then anoint him you know big 12 coach of the True. year so but i mean they were i mean give them that you know like yeah. Everybody was, was wrong. That was the greatest blessing to Neil Brown as well, too. Because, like, I mean, he has hung his his visor on that <laughs> the, the entire season. Like, yeah. 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14. Yeah. 14. I yeah. mean, like, it, even though, like you said, it wasn't that satisfying of a season, even though we won eight games. I know. It's Somehow. still almost like you don't look back five years from now and say, we won eight games. Yeah, but we played like a a down Big Twelve. You just talk about wins and losses in the well, end. So that's so true. And I think the other thing mm-hmm. that's true about that, which is great, is that like high school kids don't give a shit, right? Like these kids that are getting recruited and getting sought after to come play, like they don't they don't deep dive. I mean, maybe one or two, right? But I mean, let's be clear. You, you're looking, you're going like they're eight and four. They finished this in the big. Like that's your very high level overview if you're getting recruited. You're you're more interested in other things, you know, or otherwise you're not analyzing, you know, the strength of schedule and who you played or didn't play. Right. So that's great, be, I think, for us. Really interesting to see what he does in this offseason from you know transfer and recruiting portal because I mean his it's sales gotta help, right? Yeah, his sales pitch has got to be the strongest it's ever been. Like for we, sure. we, you know, we're you know next year and, and the trust, goal. like arguably the right. trust is the strongest it's ever been, right? To try right. to back yeah. that up, especially if you look what they did this year in the transfer portal on the basketball side, right. Is kind of a, a bit of an analogy and say, okay, can we compete? Like, well, I think they'll make every effort they can to keep everybody on the roster. That's on the roster, um, yeah. which will be interesting. Cause I got to imagine like a guy like white. I mean, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Right. Maybe I, I can't imagine he's a guy who previously, right. Before his performance on the field had merited a lot of time or attention or NIL money. Like now you're like, Got to keep that guy around. Um, yeah. ne- hey, let's talk about Nestor real quick, though. I mean, Frazier, not Nestor. Um, mm. Did y'all see how he got hurt? 
got carrying Hudson dude, Clement. Because it's like literally, it's like a like a war movie, you know, where like the dude <laughs> like picks up his like you know fellow soldier and is like dragging him and then like takes a bullet for him. It's like yeah, he literally gets us the first down. Like I mean, he I don't. There's no doubt he helped him get close mm-hmm. to that marker injures himself in it and then crawls his ass off the field knowing that it'd be a 10 second runoff right. if he goes yeah. down on the field yeah it was that guy's cool. a dog yeah it almost looked like a, a little giants play <laughs> it's like, it was like it was like, he literally grabbed him like underneath <laughs> yeah, yeah like it was like it was it was wild but yeah ton of respect for him i i guess he he's got a significant injury yeah, I'm guessing um, yeah, he's tore, not playing the ACL whole game. or something. That's yeah. that's that sucks for him, man. I think he does have one more year of eligibility. I don't know I if he'll come back or not. I think he's gone. Well, I don't know. That's true because he may have one more year. He had previously announced. I mean, he announced it. I think after his injury that he's he, because he was leaving. he was previously he was going to the Senior Bowl. So that's the part that really yeah. sucks, right? Is yeah, that's where he's going to get all that evaluation, film, and tape, right, and kind of build his status pre-combine and draft and now i'm assuming the injury is bad enough like if but, he's missing the like maybe maybe not but i mean if, there's been nothing on it right if they were saying like before he was gonna be a first or second round pick then and now with the injury he slides down to fourth or fifth maybe he's like i'll play another year and get he's NIL listed money. as a junior yeah i think he's got one year of eligibility because of covid yeah. Um, and then Preston Fox, I think that was clearly a concussion, right? I mean, they haven't said oh, a yeah, word about he him was either. Out, but like, he did the out. what do they call? It? I can't. There's a name. Yeah, for the it. stiff arms. The arms. Yeah, that dude, his head was like the first thing to make contact hard yeah. on that catch. I can't believe he hung on to the football. Honestly, yeah, that it's like he he catch. Preston Fox makes all of the hardest catches possible, but like drops the one that hits him in the numbers. It's it's crazy with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, again, and you know, so you want to look another at, thing I'll say next with, year. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, let me like just say real quick, like credit to Neil Brown, a new center comes in on your final drive of the game, and we didn't miss a beat. Credit yeah. to that player and the coaching staff. Yeah, we on played that. great. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the first thing I was that's thinking. Not was easy to do. Yeah, just on that exchange, right? Because you're like you're thinking there's going to be like a bad snap, right, or something, because he's cold coming right yeah. off, and yeah, that was uh, a lot of shit went wrong on that yeah. last drive that could have, you know, stopped it. So listen, I'm going to just adopt a glass half full from now on and just be, we're on the climb, baby. Shipper person. Near and far podcast is back Fuck on it. the climb. I'm not just trusting the climb. <laughs> I, I'm going to let, listen, I want Neil to get on my back and I will climb the mountain. For you guys want to get um, some shirts? Back on the climb. <laughs> back on the climb. <laughs> let's yeah we really need to start fleshing this out a little bit we, uh, you know, that would actually be a great shirt like making it like a dryer a west virginia dryer race board back on the climb and then exit out fire neil brown yes out, yeah back on the climb. that would be awesome i like that yeah. idea that's a good uh, one <laughs> um all right so real quick just so we don't have the you know the exact obviously schedule out next year but we know who we're playing in the big 12 and we know Obviously, we're open up with Penn State um, at our place, which will be – that'll be – we'll know really quickly, right? I mean, yeah. we said that this year, 
And I think we did know, <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't think, a great, you know we... what I mean? It wasn't an inspiring, like, we weren't like, oh, yeah, we're good. We hung, like, we did whatever. You're kind of like, what the hell was that? Like, yeah. so we'll, we'll know right out of the gate kind of what we've got next year. But we've got Baylor, Central Florida, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State at home. And oh. then on the road, we've got Arizona, Cincinnati, Okie State and Texas Tech. So wow, we don't play Utah. I mean, that's we, that's that's not bad on the surface. That yeah. does not sound bad. Like no, we don't play that, Utah or Colorado um, until twenty twenty five. Kansas, Kansas State could be pretty rough. Um, They're both home though. Yeah, you know I mean, so that's yeah some benefit. On the road, Arizona had a pretty good season. Yeah, yeah. So that one's going to be, I mean, it's, again, it's hard to say. I mean, I think if we looked at the schedule this year, we probably thought, you know, it wasn't nearly going to be as easy as it turned out to be. So who knows, but. I think the big thing for next year, like, let, let, you know, if we play three ranked teams next year, we got to win one of those games and and we need to be ranked for a sizable portion of the season. I I think you can't can't backslide at all. Right. Right. Like I think you said it now and like, you've got to either match under good circumstances the record eight and four or you got to go up like you can't you can't I, go back i'm not saying it has to be that way forever but not next year you can't backslide next right. year. he hasn't earned that right yet um we gotta we gotta take another step forward next year and it involves either wins against top 25 opponents or and being in the top 25 ourselves that's how i'm gonna measure it because we i mean as we've seen this year wins and losses is is not there's a lot of perspective there 2020 was the last time we beat a ranked team. <laughs> no, really? it's not. Oklahoma State no, was ranked. I'm sorry. Year, it, was 20, it was 2021. We beat oh, wow. Iowa State. They were ranked 22nd. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, hey, normally this would be part of our sports fanaticism where we'd say football's almost over. Focus our attention on basketball, <laughs> dude. We look well. We don't have any depth, and that is really starting to show. Who was the dude to play the other night? Hadn't seen him on the bench. Bembry. He only played like four <laughs> minutes. But are you but sure that wasn't the name of the other team? Out of <laughs> Who were we playing? What was the name of that college? I have Bellarmine. never heard of Beller Bellarmine. 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 Uh, Beller like Bellarmine. <laughs> it's in uh, louisville kentucky look at that okay okay Bilarmini. yeah we we look we look bad boys it's gonna be i don't know that we'll win a single big 12 here's the thing though how because i i will just admit like i did not watch any of these games um i should have but i did not but i did just look i mean i i know we got beat down by smu did we, how did we like at least score wise hang with Virginia? That's a little surprising with seven guys on the rotation. Yeah, it was, it was like close and then they just pulled away at the end. We got gas. Um, okay. But that's also, also, I feel like we did. Oh no, it was close to the last second. Okay, final possession. It's a tie ball game and they get the, they get the ball with like 45 seconds. They come down. They they waste some time. They throw the they they shoot, miss, get an offensive rebound. So then we have to foul. Or no, we were down. We must have been down one or two. Um, so so uh, they miss. They get the offensive rebound. We foul. They go to the foul line. 
they make the first one, miss the second one, and get the offensive rebound again, yeah. and we lose. It was like the most West Virginia thing ever. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, I feel yeah, I feel bad for those guys. So, have y'all read? Because I do think as much as we can give, you know, any potential pub or airtime to the whole rookie battle situation, the better. Because I had read a little bit about his story when he first transferred to WVU. But it seems like more of his story, or at least more details, he's getting more comfortable sharing. He hired a lawyer. His family did. They intend they will probably be filing a lawsuit. I would imagine in the next day or so. So we'll probably get even more details about kind of what his particular circumstances. But it sounds like a lot of a lot of trauma, you know, kind of overcoming there as a as a kid and a youth. A lot of mental health tied to that, um, which was a specific waiver, you know, that he was seeking to get. Man, if, if if that stuff is true, then what a bunch of pieces of shit like the NCAA is. Explain that to me like I'm five, because I I don't know. I don't know the circumstances here. Like what? So, he, so okay, first of all, what? How can anybody not just transfer in in college? Like, what am I missing here? Why as can't long he as just you transfer? don't transfer to West Virginia? Right. <laughs> what it seems like that's the rules i think it's a, i think it's a two transfer rule or, or and he's already d- used up his two transfers yeah so he let me see what his particular situation was but they had a head coaching change was that before they did. or after yeah no that was that was at, before he transferred i mean that was the reason that he wanted to transfer i think he may have had a so let's see a previous transfer into where he was at. Let's see. So he was at Montana State. That's where his coach left. And then after his coach left, I mean, it sounds like the way I'm reading like all of his statements and surely we'll find out like in the lawsuit when they started alleging things more directly, but it wasn't like he, he made a very informed decision, right? Like he knew he had kind of three options ahead of him when his coach left at Montana State and had to kind of weigh each of those and decided like after consultation with, I think I'm sure WVU, right. Their staff, their um, eligibility folks, probably the same people at Montana state, probably to some degree lawyers or otherwise kind of decided that like, this was going to be the route that made the most sense and most likely would result in eligibility. Um, and I'll try to get more educated on Dylan before we talk next time so we can kind of dive deep on it. But there's a couple good articles out there. If you just kind of Google Rakeem Battle and story where there's a statement I, that he put out and it was yeah, very good. Very good. Right. I mean, he's kind yeah. of explaining it. And then they've now retained counsel. I got to assume that maybe there's some assistance there. Right. The school's done what the school can do via the NCAA. Now this is kind of action being taken directly by him and his family, but I'm sure the school's supportive of it, right? And doing what they can from a resources or otherwise perspective. But it's Dude, like uh, between him what, and Jose Perez, like WVU, we feel like the 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 the, the friend who would be like call you and be like, Yeah, man, it's cool. Come over, come over. And you get there and his mom like gives you the stink eye the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like like they're all eating dinner and like you yeah, don't like, even invite me. Yeah. Your mom said it was cool, man. <laughs> yeah. nah, didn't run yeah. it by your mom, did you? It'd be <laughs> like if you went to like a bowl game and you're like, we're going to stay with the team. And then you showed up and knocked on the door. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, we're not staying exactly with the team. Like we're, not, we're not staying with the team, are we? 
<laughs> oh man! Oh my god! But it's so hopefully like going to uh, Brian Bailey's birthday party. That <laughs> son of a bitch! Listen, I'm 41, going on 42, and I will never forget. Never. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Raekwon Battle can find his Yorkshire Inn and make yes. the best of it. I, I like we did, so, dude. and have I a mean, good time. Like, <laughs> the part I loved about his statement and just reading it right is that you hear the NCAA say over and over and over and over like that their sole function right and their purpose and their job is to protect the best interests of the student athlete right and he just like drilled him on that repeatedly talking about like his personal situation his mental health everything pretty much saying I'm in the most stable environment I've been in I'm around people to set me up for success I need basketball. Like that's what keeps me in the right state of mind. and keeps me on the right path. And you're telling me I can't play basketball. Like, so what do you give yeah. a shit, you know, about, and not to mention with the native American angle, uh, you know, it, and kind of just dousing on the NCAA for not caring about that. Um, very interesting, man. I, I am. Yeah. Obviously a lot of people are very, displeased with the NCAA these days and the kind of just idiotic it seems decisions coming out of their office on a regular basis yeah I, I think they're just going to be non-existent I, I think for I mean we've talked about it on, on a previous episode like I don't I think their days are limited um and I you know with stuff like this you can't be too upset about it so yeah I think I think we'll know um what within the next week where bowl we're going to right i was gonna say Early? i think selection shows probably sunday. Next sunday yeah yeah so that's, that's or before exciting. i mean it it I just think depends if, i think a lot of if, places have the you know the option to pick and choose like ahead of ahead of time right i mean it's not like i think it's the pecking order schedule yeah i mean the only the thing bowls. is Texas is there a scenario where I'm trying to think ahead of us right if uh, on the CFP side so who's the top four what my Georgia, understanding Michigan, is that if we have if, if two big 12 teams go to Washington New Year's Day six State. or college football playoff then we go then we are likely to go to Pop-Tarts well that that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys but I go to Pop-Tarts nearly every morning <laughs> um an the only question I was wondering there Pop-Tart? is if, if if Texas sneaks in, right, which I don't – I guess it it would take like a maybe a Florida State loss, right, or – because Oregon's sitting right at five. If those rankings hold, somebody would have there to could lose. Be, this and, could and, be a catastrophe. Like yeah. Alabama beats Georgia. Um, Oregon beats Washington. Texas wins. They've got a win yeah. against Oklahoma you got a, or Alabama. A bunch or, of one-loss teams, right? Log jammed. Uh, yes, it could top. be a disaster. So yeah, the only reason I'm saying that, Dylan, is I think the only remaining factor is if Texas would sneak into the CFP, then that opens up additional spots for a Big Twelve, you know, representative in one of the New Year's bowl games. Whereas yes. otherwise, Texas will take that slot, and then everything else will trickle down. So if Texas somehow gets in. We're in a tie for third, right? I got to yeah. tell you, though, man, these bowls, right, like besides the automatic tie-ins at the high level, I think a lot of it's always based on 
interest, right, and excitement because mm-hmm. they really want people to travel and watch. Yeah, and I think they try to tear Gaines up. I don't feel like we got it. You know what I mean? Like if you're assessing us, we got it over Kansas State, though. Surely, you think? I, I think know, so. Man. I feel yeah. like I feel like we travel well. Number it just one rushing on who team. We're playing too. I feel like we got matched up against like I don't know. I mean, you got to put a little bit of interest out there in the game. I mean, nobody really wants yeah. to watch us play Memphis. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to yeah. travel for that? Like. No, no. Like, I would like. Uh, what what bowl is it that that we're projected against UNC? That's my favorite. That's my. That's top the pop tart. That's the pop tarts, baby. <laughs> is that I'm all in a pop tart bowl? That? I feel like uh, it's in North. Where is it? Let's go to it, it's guys. Not North Carolina. <laughs> Let's check it out. <laughs> surely, sure. It's like it's like twenty degrees down here right now. Like it's it's cold. Surely, yeah. This headline says Pop Tarts won wrap the Orlando. first ever edible mascot. Orlando. Edible mascot. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not true. How I mean, there's a buffalo. There's a. I mean, like there's a mountaineer. If you want to get real right. crazy, I mean, this has been kind of a weird episode. Uh, uh, I'm very flaccid right now, just thinking about all of this. Yeah. Uh, so that Orlando used to has be. A lot of bulls. I feel like that used to be the camping world or something, right? It was like something uh, different. They change like every freaking camping year. World Bowl. Yeah. Camping World. Like how how are all these companies that I have never seen in my entire life? How do they have enough money to put on these? I bowls feel like we can put on a bowl game. Probably. The near and far podcast bowl. Yeah, the yes, we should do that. It's really skyrocketed. We held at the Jane Lou Fields. No pads. <laughs> no pads. And if the ball goes in the water, whoever threw it in there has to Gotta go, go get it. it. Get it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think that you just described the last like tackle football game we had over there. I think I still have a concussion. Do you remember? What oh, yes. oh, man. Uh, yeah. Like ground. Yeah. You went, went way too hard. Dude, went way I tackled too Ryan hard. on the intramural field the last time I ever played yeah. uh, no pa- like tackle basketball or football. And I... But I was good. I thought I died. Like I went into like, cattails. Uh, it was it was awful. I, my went body into hurt the so bad. Tails. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, uh, I gotta go, fellas. Uh, my wife's giving me the stink eyes. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, I can sense so mine. Just she's she's the acting balls. like the NCAA right now, <laughs> and I'm Raekwon Battle. So uh, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta All go. All right, guys. But, uh, Let's check in next week and see what happens.